Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Black Card Rehab, the show where we go from zero to black one episode at a time. I am joined today by my white friend, Paige. Hey, Paige. Hello. 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 On a scale of zero to black, how are you feeling today? Uh, I am feeling wearing a damn mask because seriously, <laughs> Karens, I can't. I can't with you guys. Listen, it's not just Karens. I have black coworkers who refuse. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and after the government did your community so wrong with the crack epidemic and AIDS, you're not going to wear masks. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sad. Yeah. I just want to go to a grocery store and not have to elbow somebody in the throat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I would love to see that, actually. <laughs> 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 and Crystal, on a scale of zero to African-American, how are you feeling today? I am feeling John Q. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am dealing with a situation with my health insurance and my doctor's office that is just too much for me. Um, and look, sometimes it's not a child that you have to advocate for. It's your fucking self. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, man, they've, they pushed me to the brink. Um, if we have, I don't know if there's a health insurance professional listening to this podcast, please reach out. I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, we're all screwed. I'm really trying to leave this country I, as soon as I, possible. Actually, uh. <laughs> let's talk after because I might be able to help. Okay. Yeah, please. Cause, yeah. um, people forget that my day job is with health insurance. <laughs> man yeah so yeah i will be following up with you after that um yes. after we do this because it's it's the it's the kind of thing where i'm like it it's it's the emotional toll is really like yeah absolutely. It, oh but they just don't even care no they do not give a shit the, and the I, amount of callousness that it must take to work for a private insurance company as a claims adjuster is baffling to me. <laughs> like I couldn't, I am, I am a stone cold retail asshole and uh -huh. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I, d I don't know how they do it. Well, and in my case, it's the doctor's office. That's the doctor's office. Yeah. The we'll talk after. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And for today's episode, I, um, this was really fun. I'm really excited to be talking about this, especially now, especially in these times, it's just, it's still so relevant. Uh, but yeah, first let me introduce our guest, Sam Ike. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. You can find him, um, is it everywhere at the Sam Ike? Is that your, yeah, yeah everywhere? That's, mm -hmm. that's my Instagram and Twitter. And yeah. I guess that's my Facebook. I don't, don't <laughs> I, I don't know if this, I guess people, I guess people follow you on Facebook. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this that dinosaur of a man. I'm sad to say I remember when it came out. Um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess I would say like what like Facebook is like mostly who's for comedians, I guess for events, right? Like I, I can't imagine like people like they they saw you on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like you never heard yeah. of someone like they they saw you on Facebook. Like <laughs> if there's one person that is like that, though, it would probably be Janelle James. Like yes. she oh, is yeah, gaining yeah. followers on Facebook, like specifically on Facebook. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. If you're writing something, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. I I get <laughs> some of that, but I feel like Facebook is so much more useful if you already have people. Right. Like yeah. if people already know you from something, and then you make like a group of those people, then it's yeah. super useful. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she has a white boy fan, fan club that follows her there. Uh. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to build up my Zoom following. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just just passing out your login to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comics aren't comics aren't really thinking about. Got to just you just got to build a Zoom chat room and then just never just keep it going and just keep inviting people to it, and that's it. I'm just gonna start turning my life. My life is going to be like the Truman Show. It's just going to be a Zoom show that never stops. <laughs> you just walk away from the computer sometimes. People are like, I've been watching this empty chair for hours. <laughs> I mean, I, I, bro, like, 
actually people are making money off of just like filming themselves sleeping in China. Like this is a I, thing. <laughs> I seriously think there might be a market for it. I think <laughs> I think we are getting closer and closer to a world where like a full utopia in which there is uh like very close to no bigotry at all and <laughs> no like and no violence. That utopia would be like half people are just watching the other half of people go about their life like that's what it's gonna end up being <laughs> like it's not it's just gonna be some people are in the Truman Show that's some true people watch the that's true there, yes like, <laughs> like, some people what... started in OnlyFans that's just pictures of fans it's, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna somebody... be pictures it's yeah, just... pictures of the people who subscribed like, yeah there you go yes exactly <laughs> But also with fans. Yeah. If somebody hasn't done this yet, missed opportunity. Um, and I, Sam, <laughs> how are you feeling today on a scale of zero to black? Uh, I, I'm uh, optimistic, I guess. I would say <laughs> <laughs> optimistic only because it's uh, two o'clock and um, it's two o'clock here and it's my birthday tomorrow. So that's it. Oh, happy <laughs> early birthday. birthday. Happy right. birthday. I, I, I said it so you guys would say that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you guys were going to say that and it felt so good. Not going to lie. <laughs> well, see, and I wonder if you were like, see, because I already had my birthday in in the midst of the pandemic. So I wonder if you were part of part of the crew of people that were like, <laughs> when it first hit, they're like, I'm probably not going to have my birthday in a pandemic. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I there's do. plenty of people like that that were like <laughs> optimistic about. <laughs> no, it was, it was some, it's summer. So I was optimistic in the sense that like, I knew I could do something just because uh -huh. it's just because it's summer here. Like when the pandemic happened. And I had friends who had birthdays in April. I mean, they were screwed. Like, yeah, because it's still it was still cold. It's still cold here, you know. Yeah. So, okay. like, <laughs> so in that regard, um, but yeah, I I don't know when this thing. Um, I I hope that my next birthday is not going to be like this. <laughs> yeah, that's my only hope. Same. <laughs> okay, and um, okay. So, what are you going to talk to us today about? Um. Well, this is my one of my favorite movies in the entire world. Uh -huh. uh, I think it's one of the funniest movies ever made. Uh -huh. uh, I think it's, I think it's the funniest movie ever made by a black director by far. Um, maybe I guess by far is a little bit of a is it sounds more harsher than it actually is, but I I think it's like definitely defining and groundbreaking. Um, it's Hollywood Shuffle. Yes. Uh, 1987 i think uh robert townsend film uh did you guys just watch it yeah we yes. did we both yeah, just yeah. watched it we, yeah it was your first time first time ever mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, what did you think i really liked it and i actually texted crystal about 20 minutes in i was like is this my new favorite movie because i love it <laughs> um i think it does something really unique that is very hard to do and i don't think very many other films have done it quite as successfully as this film does which is to literally have vignettes play out in the mind of the main character i feel like that's always a really difficult device to master and i think it does it very well and within those kind of vignettes those parts where you step out of the main story it has a very clear comedic voice that i find very refreshing and very very fun I honestly, my biggest complaint with this movie is I wish they had taken it further. Like, I felt like we could have done even more than we currently did. Also, I love the hot dog hats. <laughs> <laughs> Winky dinky dog, baby. <laughs> Which the whole time, because we live in Los Angeles, I'm always looking for like stuff that I know where I'm like, oh, that's my neighborhood or whatever. I'm convinced that Winky Dinky Dog is supposed to be Okie Dog. Oh, I thought it was Pink's. It could also be Pink's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it could probably be either one. The reason I thought 
Oki dog is because they kept coming up with weird non hot dog foods. <laughs> and that's like Oki dog's jam where Oki dog is like, yeah, it's two hot dogs with chili in a burrito with pastrami. <laughs> and you're just like, Why? And then I want to say like a couple years ago, there was some thing where, cause there's like two Oki dog locations and like one of them is racist or something like that. But I don't remember the details. Uh, but in my mind, I was like, is this Oki dog? I don't know. <laughs> but it could be pinks. I didn't even think about pinks. It could have been pinks. Man. I've only heard of pinks. I've never heard of Oki. But uh, yeah, I, lo- I love Winky Dicky Dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Crystal, how did you feel? Okay, so yes, I was actually thinking um, before we uh, before we watched this, I was like, I think... Because I was a sociology major in college. And so I'm positive that there was at some point one class we had where they showed scenes from this movie. But I had never actually seen it. And I, the thing that's like, like, um, that I felt at the same time was like, one, this is gold and hilarious. And also how upsetting that it's still so relevant. Girl, casting right. people have not changed a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that this movie uh, still works today is actually that is upsetting. the tragedy. <laughs> yeah. What what's what's so sad is that the things that like that are still relevant in it are still like deeply present. And then the things that are that has changed are so like minute, like it's yeah. like, and also kind of a bummer because like I would love to see a zombie pimp movie in right? today's time. Yes. Yeah, and like the fact that like that will not get me at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like technically it's progress. Yeah. <laughs> we just need to call Michael Jai White and be like, "This is the Black Dynamite sequel." Pimp zombie. <laughs> we do it. I mean, when the, the best part about them zombies attacking the space films is like the fact that they don't have zombie makeup. They're no, just, they're just regular pimps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they just they're just regular pimps with a stroke, and like, like yeah, they're they're just walking weird but talking the same, which was yeah. my favorite. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, girl, hey, and I was just like. <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> and also, so let's just back up to kind of like explain what this movie is. So yes, Hollywood Shuffle, like how would you describe it to people who haven't seen it? It's uh, it's one of those uh, great. It's one of those great comedies in the sense that it is a it is a uh, movie with a the premise is essentially one joke. It's the it's the it, it's why is it that black people only cast in stereotypical roles and what would happen if you try to break that norm and uh the movie follows robert townsend he plays bobby um he's an actor who works at a hot dog place he lives with his uh, mom grandma and little brother and he's trying to Make as an actor, going to auditions, trying to meet other actors, do all the whole networking thing, try and live his, and wants his dream to be a star. And in the midst of all of trying to do that, he is constantly, um, he has uh, daydreams of, of things that he wishes would happen and things that, and the worst case scenarios of what could happen as a black actor in the late 80s. And it's, um, it's, it's a movie about, I would say, Integrity, race, uh, quality, and uh, and and then following your dreams, and it's it's real. It's also like for as funny and as like uh, zany as it gets, it is also like incredibly poignant and heartfelt, um, which is another reason why I love it so much. Absolutely, and and tell us like when when you were and where you were when you first watched it. Oh man, I I don't know if I. I don't know if I can pinpoint the first time I watched it because I think, like you, there were like, I knew other people who seen it so much just because like you know Keena Ivory Wayne's co-wrote it, 
So like I had friends who were so into living color that I think I've seen clips of it before, mm -hmm. but like the first time I can like really remember watching all the way through was like probably college. So, and I, I think I've seen it over the past like 10 years, 10, 12 years. I've seen it like, I don't know, maybe like 30, 40 times. Like I, <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> and also it's only like an hour, it's an hour 15. So yeah. like, it feels like you just, yeah, it feels like you just watched two sitcoms, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it tops out under 80 minutes, if I remember correctly. And I remember like watching it and getting to a point where I was like, man, where's this going to go? And then seeing that the movie was almost over and I was like, what? <laughs> like, <"How> did <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, it's really like what six sketches, and then uh, it's like essentially like six sketches, and then like a forty-minute pilot. You know? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 That's yeah. That's I yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I mean, my, I think one of my favorite moments was um, the scene where he has like the the dream sequence about everybody in his life, like how they would react or overreact to him selling out. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, they, the, I, it, it heightened to a, a place that I did not even expect it to go. Or <laughs> which made me yeah. excited. I was just like, oh, this just got amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, it's like, and it's so fascinating watching now with like cancel culture mm -hmm, and then like mm -hmm. there's a there's a there's a noose in that scene like you know what i mean yeah. like, it's like it's so interesting to watch now <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking of when i was watching that was this whole like people saying the word cancel culture and then people like responding to that as a reality and i'm just like there there's it's not new like right and thinking that you could get, I guess, canceled is not new. What's new maybe is that we're calling it that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Because like the, you see, you like you go back, you can see all these random news stories of like local news stories of like somebody did something stupid and then it became <laughs> a slightly national story for like mm -hmm. two days. Mm -hmm. Most people end up forgetting, but then that person's life changed forever. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. that's like a fascinating now that's like magnified on the internet in various degrees some are completely justified and some are just like extrapolated because of the internet um it's really interesting yeah <laughs> i thought it brought up a really interesting point and an interesting dichotomy of if you take this role you're perpetuating a stereotype but if you right. don't either somebody else will take that role so it's going to happen either way or there just won't be visibility of black people at all. And like, what a catch 22. And I feel yeah. like this is probably more than almost any other movie or piece of media I've seen addressing this points this out in such literally just glaring ways. Um, and I think it really, it, it made it even more obvious that they had written the part of Jimmy so badly. Like, yeah. what is that script? <laughs> For what movie? Like, they look like they're filming on, like, the rejected set for a porn. Like, it's so, <laughs> so crazy. But I feel like that was the most fascinating and kind of the part that I wish they would have extrapolated more. Like, you know, maybe if we could have looked more at like Batty, which is insane. Oh my and god! So yeah, that, describe Batty. Describe that. Batty to people listening, because Batty is like in growing pains. Had a neighbor that was a bat, but it was just played by a black man in a cape. It's <laughs> it's Harry and the Hendersons, but Harry is a black man. Yeah. <laughs> who is and also a bat. A bat. <laughs> who is yes. also a bat. <laughs> and oh my God, I've thought about, I've talked to so many people with <laughs> theories of, of this batch of batty. Like, like, like I'm so, what are the circumstances and how often can he turn into a bat, <laughs> yeah. to a human? Like what's... <laughs> is he a bat the whole time? And just like, we're seeing him personified as a human. 
to be that honest, was the other thing can, yeah that's i didn't know like can everybody <laughs> see him as right? a person or yes. can they see him as a bat this like, was my like, question yeah. now batty and that tv show is for me what solidified for me that this movie was going to be amazing because i was like oh this is fucking nuts and hilarious and clearly they know it's nuts and that's why they're pointing like fun at it but I feel like we've got an example of the guy who plays Batty who is successful mm-hmm. and nobody really looks down on him except for that hot dog guy for like two seconds. Everyone's yeah, excited the <laughs> that there's a bat on the most famous show on television. <laughs> and and yet there's still a fear that Bobby still has a fear of misrepresenting black culture in his role mm-hmm. and there's a part of me that's like but you love a guy who plays a bat like, yeah. what's the double standard for you like yeah. you're holding that... yourself to this standard and batty is not and like i yeah i would have almost rather seen like this movie go on for an extra half an hour to see him write and create his own project that then becomes what we're watching. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been... Yeah, if, if the movie had ended with him making Hollywood Shuffle. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if I was doing a rewrite, that's how I'd end it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would cut out Dom Herrera's rap, and it would be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, for, I, I forgot all about the rap. <laughs> the song that plays at the beginning and right at the end, that, like, 80s like one in a million song oh that song is awesome and i I can't find it anywhere so the score was so the music was done by um what is the name oh patrice russian oh shit really who by the way when the movie started my my french jewish boyfriend said to me oh patrice russian i was like who's that (laughs) and then he held up the cut he goes he goes well first he says he goes um you know, forget me not. I was like, oh, you mean Men in yeah. Black? And, yeah. <laughs> and then he held up the coffee pot and he said, this coffee is blacker than you. Forget me not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, my parents, uh, I, I've talked about this on my other podcast. I don't know if I've mentioned it here. Uh, my parents didn't let us listen to modern music for a while as kids. And at the time we thought it was like a religious thing, but now as an adult, I'm pretty sure it was just taste where <laughs> my parents are like hardcore Motown disco people. And so that's what we listen to. And disco is filthy. So I don't know why <laughs> that was considered more acceptable. But so I, by the time Men in Black came out, I was well-versed in that Patrice Russian song. <laughs> so I was like, oh no, they sampled it. Uh, so yes, when you said Patrice Russian, I got very excited. That's why that song is so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and the other, my, uh, this is, again, one of, the, one of my favorite jokes in the entire movie, is that when you see Batty, and you and he and he gets out of the limo, Winky Dicky Dog. He's still wearing the bat costume. Yes, like, <laughs> like that. It's amazing. That's amazing. That's like if you saw fucking <laughs> if you saw what's his name, Jim Parsons, just like walking around dressed like Sheldon, with like, a bazinga you, like, shirt you, you, on. Yeah, with a bazinga. <laughs> you like, what are you doing? You're wearing a flash costume <laughs> i mean it, it's kind of like the way that wesley snipes lives his life every day i don't know if you guys know but he uh frequently asks people to refer to him as blade no no i mean that, that's awesome that's, that's awesome <laughs> well I, blade blade is more acceptable because it can also kind of be a nickname yeah. whereas if he was like Whereas he was like, just call me by my officer's name. and Or no, he was like, just call me Nino Brown. Like, <laughs> that would be super weird. That would be way weirder. Because <laughs> it's a full name. <laughs> I totally forgot that he was wearing the bat costume. Yeah, he's got the ears. <laughs> the ears, the cape. All of it. Like, uh, when Keenan, when Keenan Wayans is like, man, can I, can I get your autograph? And he's like, no. And he's like, man, fuck you, bat. You sold out. 
that is my favorite because like <laughs> it's so quick it's so quick but it's such a real reaction yeah. there's so many things in this movie that i'm like i know they did this as a joke but this is also the realest <laughs> and that is a hundred percent where like the the second you disagree with someone there's like fuck you i hate your shit anyway uh love it my my favorite thing like that that was just like too real but so funny was the casting lady where i was like oh yeah oh my god if i had a nickel for every lady i have met that's like so you're good telling fat jokes right like if i had mm-hmm. all the money in the world like those cool. the the way that they reduce people down to just like one like log line mm-hmm. like the way that they reduce somebody's talent down to just like so you could be a tough girl like that is my favorite also was when that girl actually became a tough girl and she was like get out <laughs> it's like uh-huh. that's what you were looking for <laughs> the, yeah. the way that they portray the the i'm gonna call the media elites was i felt very un- upsettingly accurate <laughs> I don't go to a lot of auditions, but do they chew gum that much? Um, I've always wondered if that is like, that seems so annoying. It's only because they can't smoke inside. Like, I know that's yeah. a really random thing to say, but that is why. I no, have that makes had sense. people texting or answering phones. Oh, like, yeah. Which is, it's very dismissive, but yeah. I've also like, had people texting and not listening to me and then gotten a call back. So you just, you never know. (laughs) It's complete madness. (laughs) So like, I don't know. I feel like if somebody was to do um, a Hollywood shuffle now, what I would hope it would also cover is actually like the, the crew, how white the crew is and like what it's like to be a person of color in these all white crews because it's the crew like when I remember when Whoopi Goldberg was trying over and over to point out that part of why the Oscars look so white when you look out and the sea of people it's 90 90% because the it's those are the crew yeah it's the crew behind the scenes that are that are white and I I thought that would be you know I was like I would like to see that because that's the part that is is not really shifting as well. Ooh. Like that's having a harder time shifting. Um, there's a lot of lip service being given, you know, like because people have been called out for like diversity. I will say the one issue that this movie does have and his other movie has, um, what was the movie? Uh, Five Heartbeats. Mm-hmm. Uh, color, it's co- the colorism thing. It's like every time he has a girlfriend, it's always the light skin like the lightest light skin, even girl. though he talked about light skin casting, yeah. and I was like, but you, but, you just, I, but you just and then you did. She looks exactly like the girl in Five Heartbeats too. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, you have a type, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, I for, I forgot all about Five Heartbeats. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, Robin Gibbons, right? Mm, no, or it's what's somebody... her name? Um, she looks like uh, Robin Givens for sure. Yeah, she yeah. does. Or yeah. something Marie. Um, shoot. Well, Anne Marie is the girl in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, that's. And I didn't even. I forgot that that is also in Five Heartbeats, too. Is that also Meteorite? Uh, Troy Bayer is the other one. Uh, Troy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He really likes using Roy Fegan a lot in movies. He's also in that one, too. Um, (laughs) but um yeah so what are i here's my question for you like because i know you love this movie what are the things that you feel like are maybe the problems with it or that have become problematic over time Uh, or are you just like "Mm, i just yeah i mean for i like i like like i said the base premise of the movie is true right Mm -hmm. so everything that happens after is based in this truth. So like the, the things that I respond to the most, yeah. As, as I get older, it changes, right? Like before when I've seen it, the, the, the things that I just, I 
I knew that the bass was true, but I like really was just into the vignettes, right? Okay. And then as I got older, the his uncle is now the most important thing in the movie to me. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, just in the idea of like, you know, obviously we, we you know, when we're talking about like black representation, Hollywood's like is the massive sprawling thing, but like there is a the thing that really still resonates for me was just like the idea of like a you know a black person picking themselves up after being told not that they can't do something and then try and then still doing it mm -hmm. and like that and watching the uncle feel that regret and watching bobby not mm -hmm. like is the most satisfying thing to me mm -hmm. yeah the post office is hiring yeah. <laughs> I mean that the thing that sucks about the movie is at the at the end I'm like wait you did you walked off this movie set to do one commercial like I was like that didn't I was like that <laughs> like that didn't make any sense like the 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 ending then you should have had it at least you got something else <laughs> just like, yeah yeah that's why I I support my my ending pitch of it goes full circle and it, and we get yeah. to him making this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that makes sense. For you, like, what are the most quotable lines for you? Like, what are the lines that you? <laughs> oh, oh man, shit! We're the so many, so many. Uh, whole cake, whole cake is my favorite thing. <laughs> you get a whole cake. You want okay, um, <laughs> man? Fuck you, baddie. I love, I love that. I, I love. Just give me my activator, man. Just give me the activator. activator. <laughs> uh, I really like doing the nasty. Uh, <laughs> there is that what I would say a a problematic homophobic slur in that one <laughs> vignette. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's couched in one of the best throwaway lines ever, <laughs> where it was like, it was at a Christmas party. Don't ask him. <laughs> the implication being that he has had a a homosexual interaction, and this person keeps calling him, and he's just like. <laughs> One mistake. But, <laughs> but only calling them at work. <laughs> only at work. Like, hello, private detective. I need you to find out where this dick has gone from my life because. <laughs> you know, it's funny because literally, like, I I loved like at least the starting point of that that scene, um, that vignette um, was so good. And had so many jokes in it, and but it was also also one of the longest ones that like kind of lose that lost the most steam for me out of all of them. Sure. Um, but I love the line in it where he was like following up with people who knew him, and his mom was only worried about if she, if he died with clean underwear, and he hated to let her know <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> and his dad he was only know. worried if he was his real son, and I didn't have a way to tell him he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> my, I think my favorite of the vignettes is is the is the uh, critics is the two critics. It's it's oh, like okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. When they're like, like, we gave the thumbs down to that classical bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was like joke for joke, like it was jokes per minute. It was just like yes. boom, boom, boom. Like because they they on them both sides, like they had the jokes for the setup of the movie and then the like movie that they were viewing itself, and it was so good. So when I, they're going, when they're doing the dirty Harry, and they're yes. like, yo. Oh He's gonna take, you got to take the money. You got to take the girl. You got to take the girl. You got to take the money. And you got to take the car and get the fuck out. Don't be standing there just talking to him. Like, what kind of gun is it? How many bullets does it have? How do you use it? I was dying. I love whenever someone makes fake movies or fake movie trailers that are painfully accurate. Yeah. It's yeah. like Tropic Thunder also did it. And, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of problems with that movie. Do not get me wrong. Uh, but the fake trailers for that are 
like even down to the studios that would have made the movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this movie similarly does an amazing job. Like the Indiana Jones one is perfect. Oh yeah. Is yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> Chicago Jones. Out, Chicago Jones. Those movies had come out within like a year or two of this movie. So everything they're covering is literally fresh in people's heads. Like Amadeus had won an Oscar only uh-huh. like a year or two before. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So funny. Um I'm trying to remember what all of them were because um I'm just start wanting oh. to ask everybody like of all the classes that are available at the Black Athing School, <laughs> which one are you signing up for? <laughs> Personally, I'm enrolling in Epic Slaves 400. Um, <laughs> when they listed out Epic Slave, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> my my favorite was as the butler when he was like i don't know why everyone's so mad at master he gives us clothes on saturday and then beats us on sunday (laughs) listing out the schedule of like clothes on saturday food on sunday beats us on monday but then we get clothes again on saturday oh man black acting school was probably my favorite vignette like like the reviews are amazing but black acting school i think makes the most bang for its buck in the smallest amount of time like Mm -hmm. it's so good like you could pull just that scene Mm -hmm. that vignette out of this movie put it on youtube and it would be viral today Mm -hmm. like it's still that relevant it's so good it, it, they, uh, I totally agree, except one person will comment and go, are there really that many like street pimps that talk like that? <laughs> yes. got to update it a little bit. Yeah. They're going to have to update a couple lines. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when I watch the character of Jimmy, I'm like, I don't even, I can't even think of like, uh, a good movie in the late 80s that had like that high of a pitch, like that character. Yeah, of a it, pitch. it's like, so unreal. overdone. It's, yeah. it, it is baddie levels of crazy. <laughs> like, the wig is the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, weren't that they were the Afros versus the Beaners? That was yes. insane. Yes. And he's wearing an all white suit cut like in with like no shirt and just a sweaty half jerry curl half afro Mm -hmm. to the point where (laughs) if he was trying to be a bad whitney houston impersonator of whitney's look from the 90s nailed it Mm -hmm. like that's exactly it (laughs) for what was crazy is at the initial audition there's a guy that walks out of the audition in like a pink LeMay suit with two girls, a girl on each arm, that's what Jimmy should look like. <laughs> like that, <laughs> if we're yeah, doing right. this high level stereotyped insanity, that's what it should be. <laughs> and it's still not. And like the other gang is dressed like West Side Story. They reference West Side Story a couple times, mm-hmm. but then are somehow setting it in a pimp war? I don't know. It's, it's that wild. was the thing that's so weird about that movie. I was I, every time I watch, I'm like, is was this is this movie supposed to be an action movie or like a like an actual yeah. like the, like gang warfare action yeah. movie or is yeah. this supposed to be like a, a street a, like, drama? A street? Yeah, I couldn't tell what movie is. Yeah, this? I was like, <laughs> is Jimmy Dolomite? Right? Or is yeah. he is he Bernardo in West Side Story? Like, yeah. what, what is this? <laughs> Because they yes. keep they make it sound like Jimmy's the lead, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's right. the main character. Right. <laughs> what is this movie? The lead who only has one tiny monologue that makes no sense. <laughs> that literally includes the word stabbed it. Why did you stabbed it me? First of all, that's not the time to be asking questions. <laughs> Secondly. Yeah, stabbed it, loved it. I loved it him. Why'd you stabbed it me? And I'm like, this isn't even pimp speak. Right. And then Pearl from 227 just sat there shaking yes. her head for all of our ancestors on set. Um, yes. 
I do I I do love that like he brings his family to see him do this. Right. That was that was mistake number one. I mean, yeah. he read the script. Are you serious? You wanted to do this in front of that? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's like you that was shocked? the thing that's you had this you had this change of heart now. You like the only scene you read is that one. Like it seems like <laughs> I, I do like that he like reads the scene and then is on set within two days. <laughs> right. Yeah, the whole movie takes place in like thirty six hours. Like it yeah. is not. <laughs> I I had a very crazy memory. So when he he has that almost like flash forward and he sees his little brother in like a mini pimp suit. <laughs> with all the money. <laughs> when I was finishing up film school, I did script coverage on a music video one time, which is like <laughs> the only time I ever got a chance to do that. I did script coverage on a little mama music video that was supposed to be a nine minute like mini movie, like little mama's version of thriller. Oh my god. And it was a song about bakery, and it's like we bake cakes like they bake in a bakery. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's how bakeries work. And then it's like, <laughs> we bake money like they bake in a bakery. I was like, that's not how bakeries work. <laughs> but at one point in the script, it just says, all of the orphans are now wearing pimp suits and tap dancing to bakery. <gasps> <laughs> I don't think it ever got made because I've never seen it. And so, oh my God. But I just remember like, scream capping that one thing and sending it back to the person who had sent me the script and being like baby tap dancing pimp suits and he's like that's what she wants I don't know <laughs> like, I, didn't, I, can't, I have no other information for you <laughs> the thing that I love about this movie um, that is it, I wish I could, I had seen or could see in more movies is um, like, well, it's obviously self-aware and it's self-referential, but it's also like giving such a good peek into the emotional journey of what it's like to be a person of color navigating this world. And I, I'm wondering if those things like that for you, Sam, where you're like, I wish, I don't know, like where you, you, you hope for more movies or more types of media like this that not only are funny to us, like as Black people experiencing it, but also help people see and understand. Like, yeah. do you have, ex like, what are the ex things that you wish were in more films like that? Um, that's, that's, and I don't know if I can pinpoint anything I would like to see more of as much as it, as much as like, I think it's more of like, I would just like to see more stories, you know, yeah. like the, the, the more people call it telling stories, the more they're, you know, expressing themselves. And I think that's the, it's more of a volume thing mm -hmm. than, um, than like, something that needs to be inserted yeah. uh because i don't know i don't know how to i don't know how to qual quantify that but i do i do know that the volume is not there and i yeah. think that that is like more of the the thing yeah i well i thought it was interesting and i go I, i'm gonna have to go and agree with what Paige was saying like it should have gone further especially because i don't i don't like that part of my takeaway is that it was it was like like Robert Townsend's character's job to make the change. Right, right, right. Like yeah. I like because that's where they left it. It's like, well, I guess I gotta stick to my morals and like you know take this post office commercial job. Like I, yeah. it's a movie. You literally can make any <laughs> ending. So. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I yeah I would I would almost like attribute that more to the 80s of it than mm. anything else you know okay. um, what what do you mean by that because like you know we're also for 
after this movie, you look at what comes out. It's it's a it's a wide variety of stuff that like I think dramatic the the '90s dramatically changes um, in comparison to the '80s. But like, yeah, I I I, I totally agree. I but I you know uh, I think that's more of like a like a, uh, a a thing that would be harder to have that kind of foresight at that moment mm-hmm. and knowing what would be in a way. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is like, I, like I, he still made this movie. So in some ways it's yeah. like, he's the most empowered on anybody, like of anybody. Like right. he, he produced it, like he directed it, it got made, it like, it made money. Like, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I feel like the end of this movie should be all of them at the opening of their movie that they made about like something cool. Like, yeah. that to me is more triumphant than like, yeah. Oh, stop this, guys. <laughs> yeah, the post office was uh, is not my uh, favorite part. <laughs> well, it was a little. I, it was. It made me wonder if there were budget constraints. Yeah, you know because uh, there was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. About seventy-five minutes long. Like maybe there was not money for another twenty minutes of yeah. them successfully making this movie. You know. Oh yeah, he. Um, yeah, Robert Townsend famously he like maxed out his credit card at like thirty thousand dollars. Uh thirty thousand yeah. I was thinking it was like thirty, forty thousand dollars, something like that. He spent to like for like half the budget of the movie. Wow. Um yeah. I think it yeah. Uh and I also think like I guess like at that point in that movie, like, you know, the I think with that movie they're so upset. Uh and, and and there's so much frustration uh, built up about the other stereotypes that they're lampooning and the system that I that um uh I was I am content with most of the ending except that he sat the goddamn post office. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I do think it would have been a different movie if the budgets doubled. You know, obviously, yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah. Or if it's, you know, 20 minutes longer in any direction, like, I, like, I don't know what the other vignettes could have been on. Because the, there had to have been other vignettes on the, at least sure. in yeah. some version of it. Yeah. I don't know what those would have been. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, at the end of uh, the show, usually we give our review out of um, five hair picks. So yeah. what do you rate this movie out of five hair picks? Uh, I, I guess I gotta go about, I gotta give it like four and a half. I mean, this is like, to me, it's one of the, I don't know, 10 funniest movies I've ever seen. Uh, I, 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 I absolutely love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Paige, what about you? I, I mean, I'm going to also have to go four and a half to five hair picks because I genuinely enjoyed this movie. And when you described it to me and you were like, yeah, it's Robert Townsend about like, you know, trying to make it in Hollywood. I was like, eh. and then when I watched it, I was like, <laughs> just kidding. This is great. Uh, so I enjoyed it quite a bit. I would love to see a remake of this movie by Key and Peele personally. Like I know I'm like a, a Key and Peele fan. And so I am biased, but I would love to see a modern reimagining of this. Uh-huh. I agree. I I think uh, my biggest fear of like a uh, a remake of it would be that it it would be come more of a drama. That's the only thing that that's the only thing that I'm scared of is I, I think like with remakes now, so many of them tend to become more grounded in a way that it's like oh, half this movie is absurd. Like, like, yeah, like Batty yeah. exists in a real universe. In this movie. Yeah. Like, in this movie, ha- the best show on television involves a bat human hybrid that is not explained. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't fully understand. Well, it made me, I mean, obviously, like, reminded me of Bojack Horseman, you yes. know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, look, they. I feel like they owe some of the credit for that show to Hollywood <laughs> Shuffle. <laughs> Probably. Um, I'm gonna, yeah. So I'm on the same page. I I think I'm gonna give it um, four and a half hair picks. Um, I 
I loved it. I loved watching like, just like the jokes, like, it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't like, maybe I just don't watch that many like comedies. Um, but like in terms of movies anymore, I just can't remember the last time I've seen something like a movie wise that has this many jokes. Um, especially within the first half, the first half of this movie is just like joke after joke after joke. And I love that everybody can get it and everybody can, I think, especially now, like a lot more people, like, I wonder if in the eighties, like a lot more people were like, what that happens? Like, do you know what I mean? Versus like now everybody's like, oh that sucks. Like, yeah, I'm sorry that happens. You know what I mean? Like people are less in denial or like, um, oblivious. I feel like, yeah, not that it's changed really, but like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It is definitely uh, a more heightened awareness, uh, now for sure. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, there's also more, there's just more movies, there's more TV shows, you know, mm-hmm. and there's more evidence of it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. You can see. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I want to say, like, I highly recommend, um, if you're listening to this, uh, if you're a regular listener, like, watch this movie. It is such a great movie. It's so great to just see, like, not just what ends up on the screen, but, like, what happens before that. It's, mm-hmm. it's a thing that a lot of people don't think about. Like so many times, I'm sure this has happened to both of you guys where people are like, well, why don't you get a Netflix special? Like people just, (laughs) just like- Why don't you go on SNL? Yeah, their idea of what happens before you get on the screen, like they don't have any idea, which I do want to bring up the fact that like the first- the opening scenes where he's about to go on his audition, the amount of time he had on his hands to just shoot the shit with like his work, his girlfriend's work. <laughs> I was like, what? That is not real. <laughs> you have this much time on your hands. He lives in Los Angeles with no traffic. <laughs> no traffic and no like. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like the the real story is him changing clothes in the bathroom at his work, mm-hmm. trying to sneak <laughs> out to an audition. Because like yes. that's the reality. That's real. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, please watch this movie and please um, follow Sam on all the things. Very funny. He's got some great stuff on um, YouTube and um, find him. You know. Yeah, Venmo him, cash app him, you know, tip, <laughs> tip our guests, you guys, because we cannot. Um, yeah, we're follow, struggling. Me on, follow me on Zoom, baby. Yeah. <laughs> follow, follow, follow the, the Zoom in show. Um. <laughs> oh, uh, you guys, thank you for listening, and we will be black next time. Bye.